You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. He is currently working on his second book, which is due to come out in the fall of 2019. He lives in West Michigan with his wife, Erica, who is also a therapist, and their four children. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. If you feel you have an emotional or medical need, you should consult a physician near you. If you live in West Michigan, feel free to call our office at 616-481-3784. You can also find us on the web at www.joemartino.com. If you feel you are in crisis, you should proceed to the nearest emergency services center or dial 911. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Joe Martino Show. My name is Joe, and I am your host. I'm so excited to be launching this new project. This has been in the works for a long time. Uh, It is part of our suite of ways that we are trying to get information out to people. We want to help uh, people improve their relationships. We want relationships to be strengthened and get better. My life mission is to change the world and to be known for loving my family fiercely. I want to change the world by helping one family at a time. If we can get enough families to be helped If we can help enough families on one street, we make that street healthy. And by making it healthy, we make it strong. And when we make that street strong, we make the city strong. When we make the city strong, we make the state strong. When we make the state strong, we make the country strong. And eventually we change the world. That's our mission here. That's what we want to do. Uh, We want to engage in conversations, meaningful conversations that deal with issues close and dear to our hearts. I'm going to take a few minutes today to just kind of explain what we want to do in the future. We want to talk about everything relational, emotional, everything human. If it involves humanity, we want to talk about it and we want to help you. I want to help you improve your relationship. I want to help you improve your most important relationships. I want you to find this to be a resource to navigate life with your loved ones, with your spouse, with your partner, with your children, with your adult parents, with your coworkers. I'm hoping that this podcast will become a place where You'll spend 20, 25 minutes uh, once a week kind of hearing what we're talking about. Maybe that'll spark a question and you can email us and maybe we'll address that in a future show. Or it'll at least give you something that you can chew on for a few days on how you might improve an aspect of your relationships with your loved ones. It might give you an exact tool that you can walk away with. We want it to be practical. You can listen to the show and then go right into wherever you're going next and practice something that we talk about. We want to talk about issues that are important to us. And one of the things that is happening in our society is as we talk about issues that are important to us, our emotions are involved because those things that are important to us, we're emotional about. But as we become more and more emotional on these issues, we tend to, as a society, lose the ability to have substantive conversation to have conversations where people disagree and we don't attack each other, right? If you don't believe me, just go start a conversation about gun control. Go start a conversation about Donald Trump. Go start a conversation about almost anything that is emotional. And just watch people's faces get red. Watch the attacks come. That's something we want to avoid in this format. We want to have the conversation. We want to have a talk about it. And, and some of the stuff I'm going to say is is going to, some of you are going to love. And at the same time, some of you are going to hate the very thing that someone else loved. That is the nature of conversation. And yet that conversation has value and merit. 
and we want to get into it. We're also going to do some interviews. Uh, if you think that you have a compelling message that you think the world would benefit from hearing, please email me, uh, info at joemartino.com. That's I-N-F-O at joemartino.com. Please email me and let me know what your story is and why you think people would benefit from it. Uh, we're going to have a guy who's starting a counseling center uh, to help veterans who are falling through the cracks in the VA system and how, how his organization is hoping to help them. We're going to talk to a woman who lost her babies uh, stillborn. We're going we're gonna to have some interviews with people who've gone through some really painful things and how that has shaped their life. We're going to talk about things that deal, that are commonly dealt with in the therapy room, right? When I talk to therapists, uh, when I look at my own caseload, we're going to talk about things that commonly happen in the therapy room. For instance, this morning I was talking to somebody about the fact that I think as a society, we are losing the ability to recognize anger. We're so accustomed to being angry that we are losing our ability to recognize it and express it. So when someone comes into the room, they think they have this problem over here, maybe bad communication in their relationship. And realistically, what they have is they're walking around with this lifestyle of anger. Not only do they not recognize it, but they don't have the language to express it. So when we bring it up, they kind of get stressed and look at us like we're not actually addressing anything. That's a future podcast. We're going to talk about how does change happen? How do people change? How do I move from where I'm at to where I want to be? One of the most common questions I hear is, look, I want to change, but I don't know how. Can you tell me? We're going to look at things like managing expectations. How does that help us with our relationships? We're going to talk about things that are common amongst healthy relationships. One of the things that I talk a lot about with my clients, with interns, with people I'm teaching is I'm less concerned about why you're unhealthy and more concerned about what healthy people do. How do we engage in behaviors and activities and habits that healthy couples engage in so that we can then engage in those same behaviors and become healthy as a couple? Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. If you have any questions, please, you can go to the webpage, go to my webpage, joemartino.com. There's a contact me page. Fill that out. Shoot me your question. I'll, I will get back to you. You can email me, info at joemartino.com, info at joemartino.com. You can Twitter me at joemartino. I uh, would love to hear from you. Any questions at all, and I will get back to you. With that in mind, let's jump right into today's topic. I want to ask you a question that I love to ask people everywhere. And that is, what is the one thing, the most important thing, if you had to focus on it, what is the one thing that you need to focus on achieving in order for a relationship to be healthy? Let's say that you and I are at a coffee shop discussing that topic, sipping your favorite cup of joe. See what I did there? Uh, what, would you, what would you say? What would you say to that? How would you respond? I often hear things like communication, trust, love, commonality of goals, uh, common interests, like, hey, we like to do the same fun things together. Uh, we are intellectually matched, etc., etc. And those are all good things, but I think they all lead to one thing. And that one thing is emotional security. And so the question becomes, well, what is emotional security, right? And I actually argue that I think emotional security trumps everything. Uh, I knew a couple where he was a Baptist deacon and she was an atheist and they stayed married and together and had a great marriage. They loved each other. They disagreed on some very fundamental key issues that brought some challenges to their relationship. 
but they were able to stay together and love each other. Why? Because they had emotional security, which is what all those other things that we talked about, a lot of the answers that I get that they lead us to. So it's not that those things aren't important. They are important because they lead us to emotional security. And emotional security is the glue that keeps a couple together. It is the bond that moves them forward and it is the protector that keeps them from the dark times when when troubles come and troubles come for every relationship stress comes anxiety comes when that those things come when emotional security is present it keeps people together so what is emotional security very simply put emotional security is knowing that it is safe to know and be known it's knowing that it is safe for me to know you completely and for you to know me put another way It's knowing that it's safe to be emotionally naked. Let me ask you another question. And this one, if you're driving, just hang on to the steering wheel because you're going to look at the the radio or your phone or whatever it is you're listening to this through. Why do you get naked when you have sex? So serious question. I'm not trying to Howard Stern you. I'm not trying to become your next shock jock radio. It's a serious question because here's, here's the answer, I believe. That is a visual, physical representation of what happens to us emotionally when we get married to someone. We say, here I am, all of me, the good, the bad, the not so good, the not so pretty, the not so good looking, the not so happy, the stuff that I hide, here it all is, can you still love me? Can you still love me on a Saturday morning after I screwed up on a Friday night and we had a fight? That's what a deep relationship's about, and that's emotional security. Emotional security is knowing that you know all of me and you still choose to love me. Emotional security is knowing that you've seen me at my worst and you still love me. And as couples build this, it's an amazing thing to watch their relationship begin to build armor against the things that attack it. Uh, It's amazing to me to watch children who feel emotionally secure with their parents improve behavior, improve grades, make more mature decisions, to watch them develop and grow. Well, how do we get emotional security, right? That, That would be the obvious question. If emotional security is this thing that we need, well, how do we get to it? Very simply, I have good news and maybe bad news. If you if you like to control things, this might be bad news. You cannot force your spouse or your partner to feel emotionally secure. That is to say, my wife's name is Erica. Uh, if you haven't met her, she's an amazing person, a fantastic therapist. She does work here in our network and she runs the business and she helps me raise our four children. We live on a small hobby farm here in the West Michigan area and just an amazing person. But here's the truth of our relationship. I cannot make her feel emotionally secure and she cannot make me feel emotionally secure. She's not responsible for my actions nor am I responsible for hers. What we are responsible for is how we till the ground and care for the ground of our relationship. What I mean by this is that I am responsible to create fertile ground that my wife's emotional security can grow in. And she's responsible to create fertile ground that my emotional security can grow in. And then we're responsible for caring for that. As I'm I'm recording this, we are sitting on the cusp of spring. It's beautiful out today. Uh, I am a little worried because I was told that cold weather's coming back. But it's beautiful out today. It's a little bit rainy. It's a little bit sunny. It's a typical Michigan spring day. All of those different elements are important for the crops that are about to be planted. And if we look at emotional security as a crop, right, we have to do things that plant emotional security into the foundation, into the ground of our relationship. Emotional security grows 
when three things are present, love, trust, and respect, right? Trust and respect are the pillars that love stands on. I have a colleague who says that all the time, that, that love is good, but if you don't have the trust and respect for it to stand on, we're in trouble. And so love, trust, and respect are these three points that come together to begin creating emotional security, right? So let's go through them for a minute. Love. When I talk to couples, one of the things I hear is, well, we love each other, especially couples that are about to get married, that are early in their marriage, early in their relationship. Well, why, why do you want to get married? Because we love each other. Well, do you trust each other? Do you respect each other? Because if you don't have those two, you're going to be in trouble. And here's the thing, they almost always say, yes, well, of course we have those. So then I ask another question. And these are like emotional security killers. Do you have guilt? Do you have shame? Do you have fear in your relationship? Now, the, the, the weird thing about guilt, shame, and fear is, is that a little bit of them is a good thing, right? If, if I snap at my children and I yell, quite frankly, I should feel guilty about that because there's better ways to communicate to my children. If I betray my wife's trust, I should feel some shame. Uh, a little bit of fear is healthy, right? It's a, it's a natural part of our body that keeps us alive. But too much of it or a regular use of it in a relationship kills a relationship. Now, now guilt, shame, and fear can be used two ways. First of all, guilt can be used kind of like, after all I do for you, this is how you treat me. Shame can be used the same way. Ugh, you are just like your dad. You're so much like your mother. No wonder your dad divorced her. I've actually heard someone say that to someone else. Right? Those are shaming statements. Those are guilt statements. Fear. Don't leave me. Are you going to leave me? I'm just afraid you're going to leave me. Are you mad at me? Like, and, and suddenly we start to anxietize and we start to smother our partner and our spouse. That's one way that guilt, shame, and fear can come in. Right? We use them... And we call this an external use, so they come from in us, and we project them outward onto our partner or our spouse. Another way that they happen, though, is when they're internal. When I feel guilty about something so much that I refuse to engage, or I feel shame about something in me that I did that I don't talk to my partner or spouse, and I start to anesthetize and try to avoid the pain. When I feel fear, I project fear onto them. If you do that, again, I'm divorcing you. You do that again, I'm leaving. Gosh, you're such a, and then names are called, right? Now we're projecting into them, we're attacking. And so guilt, shame, or fear can, can be something that we project into them. They can be something that come back on us. And as, as they grow, guilt, shame, and fear, we don't grow love, trust, and respect. It's like taking poison and dumping it on a patch of grass in your yard and then dumping fertilizer on it later and being like, well, I don't know why they didn't grow. I put fertilizer on it. Well, yeah, but there was poison there too. You have to take the poison away before you can grow any crops. And so if you look at this as we're trying to grow emotional security in our relationship, we have to use love, trust, and respect to kill the guilt, shame, and fear that runs. When you can start focusing on love, trust, and respect, guilt, shame, and fear decrease. They start to withdraw. They start to go away. And so it's not that we... Uh, don't, don't, you know, call things out. Like if, if I tell my wife, Hey, I'm going to be home at, at six and I don't get home till eight and I don't text her or call her and let her know, she should let me know. Hey, look, you, you just, you were disrespectful here by not letting me know that you were going to be late. That that's using accountability to grow love, trust, and respect, right? We, we sometimes have to define terms because one of the things that I hear today is, is, you know, well, I was disrespected and I'll say, well, how are you disrespected? Well, my husband told me that he didn't like it, that I did this. Well, that's not disrespect necessarily. 
That's him expressing how he feels. I once had a husband say to his wife, I feel like you want me to be happy all the time and I can't be. And she said, oh, don't be disrespectful. Well, hold on. That's not actually being disrespectful. That's him telling you how he feels. And so we need to define some terms. First of all, let we could define disrespect since I brought that up, but we'll just stick with love, trust, and respect. Let's define love. I think love is... It's more than just that, that happy, joyous feeling I get in my belly when, when I see my wife. It, it's actually, real love is actually wanting her to be the best that she can be, to be all that she was created to be. Trust is me getting emotionally uh, vulnerable to you, giving you the opportunity to hurt me. One of my friends once said that love, to love someone is to invite pain. I don't know of a better definition of at least part of love. If you love someone, you're, you have to be vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, because we're humans and we're imperfect humans, we're going to experience pain. And that's going to come when we trust people. And then respect is just believing the best of someone. When you have the chance, the opportunity to hear something that they did, and, and you don't know all the facts, do you, do you go to the, to, the, to the bad side or do you go to the good side? Do you assume the worst of them or the best of them? We call this in the therapy room, I call this the difference between cynical assumptions and generous assumptions, assuming the best for your spouse, for this person that you say you love. I'm always amazed at people who say that they married someone they love and then they treat them with utter contempt because they disagree over how to raise a child, uh, whether or not screen time is good. Whether or not uh, whole milk or skim milk, uh, how important is it that the child does whatever? And suddenly it's World War Seven in their house because I just want what's best for the kid. What's the subtle implication there? I don't trust you to want what's best for our child. And that becomes a problem. So love, trust, and respect grow a relationship into emotional security and guilt, shame, and fear kill it. I want you to take a minute. I want you to think about your relationship, relationship with your spouse, with your partner, with your children. Which of those six things do you use the most? Are you a guilter? Are you a shamer? Are you a fear giver? Do you give love? Do you give trust? Do you give respect? Here's a good litmus test for you to find out which one of those you use the most. Go to your spouse, go to your partner, go to your children and ask them three questions. On a scale of one to 10, how well do you feel that I hear you? How well do you feel that I value you? And how well do you feel that I create a safe space for you emotionally? If you've read my book, if you've read any, any of my blog posts, if you've been to any of my marriage conferences, you know that I believe that those are the three core questions we're all chasing. Am I heard? Am I valued? Am I safe? When we can say yes to those three things, I'm heard, I'm valued, and I'm safe, our relationship grows emotional security. And as it grows emotional security, it grows, right? Because it's a cascading effect. Just think about your work. If you've ever worked at a place where your boss heard you, I mean really heard you, you're more likely to stay. If he or she heard you and valued you, People stay at those jobs forever. And if you find a place where you work where you're heard, valued, and you're safe to share anything emotionally, people stay at those jobs for a lifetime. They do not leave. Why? Because none of us feel heard, I think. We're all looking to be heard, right? Raise your hand if you just feel like there are too many people in your life who are trying to hear you, trying to understand you, trying to, to really hear what's on your soul. Most people listen to respond. And by respond, what we mean is they listen to the point where they think you're wrong so that they can jump in and tell you you're wrong and why they're right, right? I, I watch this all the time. People are talking and somebody isn't even finished with their sentence and they're being told why they're wrong instead of trying to hear, listening for the sake of listening so that I can hear 
the words coming out of your mouth so that I can read the body language on your body and I can interpret those two things to hear what's on your soul. Do you value me? Will you take time to make me a priority? Will you find time to sit with me, to hear me? Maybe to sit in silence, which we as a society do not like. Will you do those things? Because if you do, then you're telling me that you value me. Am I safe to share with you? If I tell you something, does it come up again six months later in a fight? If you want me to do something with our kids and I don't do it and then it goes bad, do you do the whole C? If you had just done it the way I wanted you to, if you would listen to me. If I were to ask your spouse their number one fear and their number one aspiration, and then I were to ask you the same two questions, would your answers match? If the answer is no, you don't have the emotional security that is necessary for a relationship to not just survive, but to thrive for a relationship that makes it and both people are happy and glad that they made it. You don't have the emotional security to build a protection around your relationship, right? So emotional security is emotional nakedness. It's knowing that it's safe to know and be known. It is grown out of ground that is tilled and kept and the weeds are pulled. The weeds are guilt, shame, and fear. And, and the fertilizer, the food for that ground is love, trust, and respect. And then the three core questions that we kind of measure this emotional security by, this fertile ground by. Am I heard? Am I valued? Am I safe? Will you hear me? Will you listen for what's on my soul? I want you to know that I want to hear you. I want to value you and I want you to be safe to share with us. Now, I know that's a little bit different because we've got this thing called the internet between us. I have no idea where you're listening to this from. But I do want you, if there's something you need, reach out to us, contact us. Go to my webpage, joemartino.com. Click on the contact me page and send me an email. I will get back to you. Email us at info at joemartino.com. Go to your loved ones. Here, here's homework, right? Here's something that I hope will make this show, this episode uh, profitable for you. Go to your loved ones and ask them, how well do, do I hear you? Do you feel heard by me? Do you feel valued by me? Do you feel safe? And then just listen for the answer. Listen to listen. Don't go after them if they disagree with you, if they tell you something that you don't want to hear. Listen to them and listen for their response. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, in future episodes, what we're going to do is we are going to have a question. When we get someone who, who writes in a question, we're going to go ahead and answer it at this point of the show. Uh, as this is the first episode, we do not have any questions. Uh, I did collect some great questions on Facebook. Things like, how do I know the difference between enabling and helping someone? What a great question. How do I know when to tell somebody, I've tried to help you as much as I can, but now you've got to do something before we can move forward? What are some three things, like practical things that, that we could do today that three things my spouse needs, three things my kids need, etc., etc.? We're going to answer all those questions. I'm going to answer all those questions. But I want to do it, most of those I think are worthy of their own episode. So those are coming in the future. We are going to drop an episode once a week. The idea is to have one drop every Tuesday. So every Tuesday, new episode will be up and hopefully you will find value and entertainment in it, but also value in what we have to offer you. Uh, once again, if you have any questions, send us an email, info at joemartino.com. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.